This week's episode of The Break Room Boys is brought to you by Naughty Navigator. Without a GPS, most of us would be screwed. If you're anything like me, simply following road signs to get to your destination is totally out of the question. While GPS applications are a literal lifesaver, there are still annoyances that come with using them. The main one, of course, being the voice options in the turn-by-turn directions. Those stupid robotic instructions grate at your nerves until you finally turn off voice assist entirely. Naughty Navigator seeks to change the game and give you voice navigation you've been waiting for. It uses the voice of a pissed-off former cab driver from Long Island who enjoys nothing more than telling you what a stupid directionless fuck-up you are. Miss a turn and hear Tony say things like, You fucked it up, idiot! Recalculating! Or, Turn the fuck around, you stupid jamoke! Tony wants to, wants to get the fucking destination as fast as possible so he can watch the Yankees game. Make him late, you're going to hear about it. But don't worry, you can tell Tony how you feel too. With Naughty Navigator's proprietary software, you can have a full-on argument. Great for blowing off steam and preventing confrontation with other drivers. For only $6.99 a month, you get the best navigation app out there. So what the fuck are you waiting for? and welcome to another episode of the break room boys i'm nate and that's lucas greetings and we're we're recording on a saturday for the first time ever um putting in the old weekend shift working overtime yeah so this is fun um we typically drink a little bit of whiskey when we record um won't be doing that this time because drinking whiskey at three o'clock on a saturday is pretty aggressive however we have each drink a couple seltzers each and we will continue to drink throughout this so if this goes off the rails Sorry. No judgment at all, by the way, if you're getting into the old brown water, uh, you know, early on a Saturday afternoon. Nothing wrong with that at all. Just not the direction we thought we would go today. Uh, But, yeah, this is fun. Um, We've never recorded at this time before, obviously. We normally do this on the weekday. Um, So, yeah, nice little change of pace. We're in here getting it done before uh, your big weekend next weekend. Yeah, yeah, my last weekend as a – a free man free man yeah i guess that's what you could call it even though we've been basically married for a couple of years now yeah no longer free you'll be indentured (laughs) at this point yeah um but yeah no wedding's coming up it's going to be pretty crazy um got a lot of stuff that we've had to plan over the last week which coupled with uh training for a new job and a very busy training schedule at that it's been interesting um Mary's been very stressed out, but I, I think she's finally gotten to the Say point Say it ain't now. so. Yeah. The week of her wedding. Right. Yeah, I think we've actually gotten to the point, though, where she's starting to, to chill out a little bit and just be excited, which has been cool. Yeah. Um, all the vendors are paid for. Uh, all the plans are pretty much in place. Uh, there's really no last-minute stuff coming up. Uh, the only thing that we really have to worry about is COVID just fucking derailing this thing because COVID is making a comeback. I think we're too late in the game for that, dude. You got to just ride it out at this point. I think so. What happens, happens. Stay away from a test. Just to be safe, I will be working from home Monday, Tuesday. I'm taking Wednesday through Friday off. There you go. I uh, don't want to go in the office and catch it from somebody. Um, I'm an anti-vaxxer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I haven't been boosted yet. I probably need to get on that. Probably should have done that already. But, uh, yeah, I'm not going to take any chances. So it's going to be pretty much lockdown mode after the weekend, and I'm going to be sitting inside 
throughout my entire day, maybe going for walks and eating salads so that I stay a slim, beautiful man um, and fit in my tux well. There you go. So, yeah, really, uh, <clears throat> really prepare, get ready for uh, the big night. It's going to be fun to see how our crew, uh, <laughs> that's just going to be a fun night. Yeah. <laughs> kind of to see. Uh, you're the first one of us that's uh, getting married, first big life event uh, for any of us. So none of us have kids. So uh, that'll be fun. And be like, holy <laughs> shit, man, we're we're growing up. Yeah, we're getting old. Well, and uh, I think the only slight stressor that remains with Mary is she's a little worried about how uh, the groomsmen are gonna do as far as like the the drinking goes. And I've told her so many times. I'm like, look, I'm. I know these guys, and I know how they get. Like, don't get me wrong here. I'm not going to pretend like we don't get after it sometimes. But they're going to be on their best behavior. Like, yeah. I don't worry about you. Um, I don't really worry about um, – I'm not worried about dancing. I'm not worried about Mike. I mean, shit, Mike barely got barely got drunk on my bachelor trip, so yeah. I'm super not worried about him. Um, Poor fella had to drive around. Yeah, I think dancing will be fine. Ben will be fine. Chance is a bit of a wild card, but I trust him. Um, I, th- I think that they're going to rise to the occasion, and we'll be we'll yeah. be straight. I mean, are we talking ceremony or reception? Because <laughs> we got to have realistic expectations here. All right, everyone's going to be drunk at the reception. Um, as long as no one's having to be dragged out by security, I think we're doing all right. Yeah, or, or tripping over shit, or dropping glasses, or whatever. So, I don't <laughs> know. I've got the utmost faith and confidence in my guys to uh, rise to the occasion that you took the words out of my mouth i was gonna say let's see if we can rise to the occasion yeah uh, yeah i'm very much looking forward to it uh, gonna be a really fun weekend i haven't even talked to you about what are y'all doing are y'all going straight uh on a honeymoon afterwards or what so, what's your plan? so sunday we're gonna wake up kind of do our own thing for a little bit we might do lunch or something with my parents or whoever else can make it um monday we're gonna get up and we have a flight out to charleston Mm-hmm. So we're going to be in Charleston from Monday through Thursday. That's right. Or, you can tell me that. Yeah, Monday through Thursday. So we'll fly back Thursday afternoon, get back, and then have a long weekend to kind of get ready to get back into it work-wise. Nice. Um, so we're going to do the – we're going the, the uh, mini-moon route. Give us a little more time to save up for the big shindig. Probably going to do a honeymoon somewhere tropical yeah. in, in, in January when mm-hmm. it's brutal here. And, yeah, You know, sure. get out and – go get a real bad sunburn because i'm gonna be pasty as hell that's the way to do it especially if you just started this new job like it would kind of suck to go on like a week-long tropical vacation and come back go right to work to your new gig yeah and uh you you guys have never been to charleston right neither we haven't no it's a really cool place you'll have a good time you've been yeah Um, i've been all that area is just really beautiful um savannah charleston and down like hilton head that area just a cool part of the country um, fantastic food down there. Yeah, that's that's one of the main things I'm really looking forward to. It's like a big foodie city. It, very much, yeah. And not even people just think like seafood, but they've they've got good everything. Pretty mm-hmm. much, like you guys will definitely be able to not find a, some good options. Not a huge international influence there as far as Probably like not. the food goes. Mm-hmm. It's just good like seafood and southern cooking, mm-hmm. and that that sounds spectacular to me. Yeah, um, it's a cool little coastal town, but. Um, you want to get into some sports talk here? Yeah, let's talk about some sports. We've got, uh, I mean, we're, we're pretty limited in our sports topics these days, as everyone knows, but uh, we do have... It's a lean time of the year. We've got the Open Championship going on. Uh, we've still got some drama going on with uh, major or with uh, NBA moves, I should say. Um, and we are 
just past the halfway point with with the uh, MLB season, so I figured now would be probably a good time to get back to some of our MLB picks that we made at the beginning of the season and kind of see how those are going. Yeah, they um, say that you know, they say great minds think alike. Um, we, dumb, dumb ones clearly do too. Yeah, uh, because you and I had almost identical picks here. So you got the numbers up. You ready to revisit? Yeah. So. Did we both have Vladdy for MVP? American League MVP. AL yep. MVP. So he yep. was at plus 550 when we picked him. Let's take a look at the AL MVP odds. Um, I don't. And he's and he's had a good first half. He has. Um, it, I mean, obviously we're we're only halfway through. Um, so he could have a huge second half of the year. You never know. He's still very much in contention. He is um, uh, probably not the odds leader right no, now. No, he's yeah. a bit of a long shot. He's at plus 6600 right uh-huh. now, according to Vegas Insider. Uh, Shohei Otani at minus 105 is leading the pack. Is Judge second? Yeah, yeah. plus 165. Uh-huh. Um, so none of that is super shocking. Um, and when we check back in at the quarterway point, Otani was at plus 250. Vladdy was at plus 1,200. And then Judge and Trout were at plus 400. So we've had a little bit of movement there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Vladdy could still turn it on and get it done. We'll have to see about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the NL MVP, I had Matt Olson. Who did you have? Uh, Arenado. You had Arenado. Mm-hmm. So I took Matt Olson with plus 2,200 odds. I don't think – he's he might not even be on the list anymore. Uh, no, he is. He's plus 10,000. Uh, the leader in the clubhouse right now is Paul Goldschmidt at plus 100. Yeah, I picked the wrong corner of the Cardinals infield. I think <laughs> yeah. we talked about that. I got, Arenado uh, – Arenado, excuse me, still in contention. Um, but he's uh, he's actually out right now. He's going to miss the All Star game. Your boy Austin Riley is going to get the start. Should have been in from the get go. Yeah, um, but, yeah. You know, that's neither here nor there. He's in it. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, it's still possible for Arnado. He'd have to really have a good half. This hasn't been his best defensive year, which I mean, he's still arguably the best fielder in baseball. Yeah, um, his, his his best defensive year is platinum gloves. So I mean, yeah, yeah he's uh, whatever that, you know, that's, that is what it is. Um, but you know, his hitting slowed down a bit after uh, the first month of the season, but yeah, Goldschmidt has just been on fire. He is 300th career home run today. Um, hopefully he stays healthy the second half. I hope both selfishly uh, and, you know, it'd be, it'd be cool to see him get an MVP. So at the quarterway point, um, it was Machado leading the pack at plus 300, Arenado at plus 700, and Betts at plus 800. Mm-hmm. Machado is currently at plus 500 now. Um, Arenado is at plus 2,000. Um, and then Betts is sitting at plus 1,100. So mm-hmm. it's looking like it's Goldschmidt's to win. Um, obviously, a lot can happen in the second half of the season, so sure. you never really know. But uh, Pete Alonso has actually made quite a move up. He's at plus 700 now. He's in third. Mm-hmm. He had a slow start, but, yeah, he's uh, obviously a very talented dude. Um, let's go to the AL Cy Young. We both had Shane Bieber, and he was at plus 700 when we made that pick. I think that he has dropped a little bit. Let's go to the yeah, AL. Yeah, I believe, believe you're correct. AL Cy Young odds. I probably should have just had these pulled up. I thought about doing it. I Honestly, I was kind of banking on the fact that you would, but that's all right. We can – Make a little more small talk in the meantime. So, AL Cy Young favorites right now. We've got Shane McClanahan for Tampa Bay. Yeah, leading. dude's been on fire. Yeah, he's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's leading the pack at plus 250. Justin Verlander is just behind him at plus 270. <laughs> Two names I did not even consider when we made these picks before the season. Right. And then there's Four, a 40 year old Justin Verlander, by the yes. way. Yes. Yeah. And then there's a steep drop off 
to plus 850 for Garrett Cole and then plus 950 for Shohei Otani. I'm, I'm a little surprised that Shohei is at plus 950, given he's got he's got a 2.2 ERA, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, McClanahan, Verlander, Cole, those guys are all just dealing right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can't really argue with any of those. Um, at the quarterway point, we had Verlander leading the pack at plus 500. Gossman was plus 700 and Cole was plus 750. Mm-hmm. Where's Gossman now? He's at plus 1,700. He's in fifth place, so yeah. he could still do it. Um, and then let's check out the NL side, Young. We also both had Walker Bueller, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we did. And he's um, – I believe he, he should be in the top. He is not. He is five? He's not in the top five? No. Whoa, wow. No, he's way down the list. He is at plus 15,000 now. Oh, good God. Uh, leading the pack is Sandy Alcantara. Oh, yeah, I guess Gonsolin has been Al- there. Alcantara. Alcantara, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's minus 105 right now. Oh, wow. uh, so he's the heavy favorite. Yeah. Second is Corbin Burns at plus 550, and then Joe Musgrove for San Diego at plus 900. Um, yeah, I guess I was mixing up Bueller with uh, Gonsolin, who has like a ridiculous ERA. Uh, through this point in the season. So uh, at the quarterway point, Scherzer and Burns were tied for first at plus 480, and mm-hmm. then Rodon was plus 900. Where's Corbin Burns now? Uh, Corbin Burns is he, – so he's he's in second place. Okay. He's, he's plus 550. He's still doing really well. Gotcha. Um, Rodon has dropped down a bit. He's plus 1,800. So in all, uh, our picks are looking a little shaky right now. Um, but let's get back to our – our championship pick. So our AL champ, I had Yankees plus 550. That looks to be a good call. Yeah. They, it looks like them and Houston are, are going to wind up probably meeting in the ALCS. Which would be sick. That yeah. would be a, a great series. Yeah. It, it, it happened in the NHL, but, you know, we talked about it. Like, it rarely works out that the, the two teams who appear to be the best before the season actually meet in the championship. But um, it looks like that maybe the Dodgers and Yankees – could go that route if they stay healthy. I had the Rays. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I have no clue where they stand right now. So the Rays are currently in fifth at plus 1,400. The Yankees are plus 180. The Astros are okay. at plus 250. The Blue Jays are still in third at plus 600, despite the fact they just fired their manager and they're middling around 500. Yeah, they really uh, – Guerrero has been pretty good, not outstanding – Bichette really hasn't been very good. They they're they've kind of underachieved uh, yeah, the first have. half of this season. They've had some injury problems that have derailed them a little bit. Um, I could see them making a, a pretty good turnaround here in the second half, but it's pretty crazy that four of the top five odds right now are all the AL East. Yeah, Tampa Bay's in fifth, Boston's in fourth. Blue Jays in third and Yankees in first. And the Red Hot O's have won, what, 12 games in a row? Yeah, something like that. And they're actually on the list, but they're <laughs> plus 50,000. So uh, yeah, not, not <laughs> there's, they're still not really believing in them. Oh, uh, this is kind of funny. The Texas Rangers are at plus 10,000 right now. Um, I don't know if I'd want to take that bet. But, uh, yeah, all right. So I, I'm feeling good about my Yankees pick. And then I also – I went with a front runner with the NL champ. Um, I had the Dodgers at plus 225. I had Los Gigantes. Um, and let's pull up the NL odds real quick. Yeah, sorry. We came woefully unprepared for this. Um, it's a Saturday. Hey, we so showed up on, on a Saturday. Yeah, so it? y'all can leave us alone. Um, oh, it was on that same page. I could have just scrolled down. 
Okay, so currently the Dodgers are plus 240. Mm -hmm. So they, I mean, that's a 15 difference. They were plus 225 to start the year. They're plus 240 now. And second is three uh, plus 380. We've got the New York Mets, and then we've got the Braves at plus 500. Mm -hmm. The Braves have had quite the tear lately. They they just absolutely dominated in June. They lost maybe four games, five games. Mm -hmm. um, just had a great turnaround after a very disappointing start. They were under 500, I think, entering June. Yeah. Uh, and then just absolutely turned it on, and they should be getting Soroka back after the All-Star yeah, break. Yeah, he's about to be on assignment, right? He's going to make his first rehab start, so. Yeah, I, belie I believe so, like shortly after the All-Star break. And Spencer Strider has been the real – the real surprise for the Braves, he's he's pro I, I, we didn't do uh, rookie of the year picks, but he's probably the odds on favorite right now. If not, I think Michael Harris. I think it's Nolan Gorman actually. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think he might be the best. That the, might be your top three right yeah, there, yeah. because Michael Harris has been unbelievable for yep. the Braves, and that's kind of you know the, if you talk to some of the Braves players, like Dansby Swanson went on a, a podcast recently, and he was saying as soon as Michael Harris like made his debut for the Braves. That it that is what catalyzed this whole turnaround. He's been unbelievable. He's great in the field and he can hit well too. I think he's hitting like two eighty something, mm -hmm. which for a rookie that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, I need to I need to check on those odds. Um, I know those three. I I think it's safe to bet like one of those three dudes is probably going to win an L rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, and just kind of see how the second half shakes out. I know Gor Gorman hit his ninth homer yesterday since being called up. Um, there's a ton of young talent in baseball right now. Mm -hmm. A shit ton. Um, it's a shame we've and we've talked about it that they are uh, just completely incompetent nincompoops when it comes to mar <laughs> marketing their sport and making oh it God. available for kids to see. Um, but yeah, this is this is going to be a fun second half of the season. I'm excited for the the All Star break. You want to talk some home run derby favorites? Yeah, yeah, we can or definitely. Can just do, say, well, or we can just do. Who do you think is going to win? We'll just make your pick. Well, I mean. Let's be serious. Like if if you got to make a pick, it's going to be Pete Alonso, which yeah. sucks because um, Ronald Acuna is matched up with him in the first round. Um, I can look up those odds real quick. The uh, we also didn't do we didn't revisit our World Series pick, but I, I forget who did you have the Giants. You had the Giants. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know how that's looking right now. I'm not going to pull that up. But no clue. Don't worry. I had the Dodgers plus four fifty. I would imagine they're still looking pretty hot. Um, <laughs> All right, let's look up the home we'll do run a, derby. We'll do odds. a three-quarter check-in as well. Yeah. And then obviously a end of the regular season look back and, and laugh at how wrong we were. Okay. All right, here we go. So Pete Alonzo is leading the pack at plus 215. And we've got Kyle Schwarber at plus 320. He's going to be really fun to watch in the home run Yeah, derby. he's the one seed. He's facing up against eight seed Albert Pujols. <laughs> Um, I was a little shocked to see Pujols enter the mix. Um, it will be fun to watch him. I hope he doesn't just come out and hit, like, four home runs. That'd be sad. It was a respect thing. Uh, he's yeah. been on fire his last, like, six or seven games. He's got, like, three homers. And he's batting, like, 500 over those games. Uh, and he's still obviously got a lot of pop. We don't. Mm -hmm. even, I mean, you know, they say he's 42 years old. I know there's been some speculation around how old he really is. He may be, like, 45. <laughs> Either way, I sent you that video of the homer he hit the other day that was just, like, 
sinker in off the plate and like every, just he's it. still yeah obviously not as consistent you can see him moving around he's clearly old and hobbled but every now and then like you just he just gets a hold of one because he's just got a he's perfect swing. still a mutant yeah and so it'll be if he's getting you know thrown bp uh, i'd like to see him at least make it out of the first round but um yeah, and then we got Acuna as the seven seed, correct? And he he's going to be going up against Alonzo. I think his odds would be higher than plus six hundred if he wasn't matched up against Alonzo. Pete Alonzo, who's just a, yeah, the polar bear. Yeah, just, I mean Acuna already has competed in a home run derby. It was very underwhelming. He hit yeah, a, he didn't do well. He hit a bunch yeah. of doubles. Yeah, he was just roping doubles like anything, to the wall. Yeah. I, he 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 was he did not have his home run derby swing in check, mm-hmm. but which is kind of crazy because from what I've heard, if you go watch him take batting practice, he just deposits them out of the stadium. And sometimes it's just the stage and the pressure of like you're trying to hit home runs and home runs only. Right. When like I always heard um. Uh, like Griffey and Ichiro, like I've heard Ichiro's batting practice when he wanted to, like he would just launch home runs. Really? Yeah, and but you know, obviously he didn't try to do that in games. And if you put him in the home run derby, I don't, I'm not sure how he would have done. Right. But oh yeah, apparently like watching him and Griffey uh, take BP together before a game was just like for 15 minutes of only home runs. Like, <laughs> I'm not shocked uh, by the uh, the Griffey part. Yeah. Um, you remember uh, Barry Bonds had a, a home run derby appearance. It was. Very underwhelming. Yeah, I can't remember what year. Around two thousand, probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That it's it's odd. I mean, it's, it's like LeBron in the dunk contest thing. You know, like I, I wonder, did he just not do it because he like thought he was too cool for it, or was he like I actually may not win this, and I'm just not even going to give people the chance to, to shit talk, and I'm just not going to compete. Yeah. I mean, maybe so, but yeah, his his one appearance was was not great. Um, so yeah, we've got Acuna and Soto at plus six hundred. Who's Soto match up against in the first round? Do you have that pulled up? Let's see what what seed is he. Um, why doesn't that page just Schwarber have a bracket? Pulls. Alonzo and Acuna. Corey Seager's the three seed. Julio Rodriguez the six. Julio could Juan dust Soto him. and Jose Ramirez. Okay. Yeah. Um. I. I. Jose Ramirez is another long shot. He's. He is just ahead of Pujols at plus fifteen hundred. Um, I don't, I don't know. I've I've never watched him take BP. I don't. He, he hasn't competed in the home run derby before, has he? If he has, I I completely forgot. So he wasn't very good. Um, oh wait, who? Uh, Jose Ramirez. No, I don't think he has. Not that I recall. He's a very good player. I I, I don't know that he's ever. If I'm picking a long shot here, though, I'm definitely taking Julio Rodriguez at plus 1,000. Absolutely, yeah. That dude hits fucking tanks. Yeah, he's the sixth seed. Um, yeah, he had 15 home runs at the time the seeds were set. Um, and dude's just a machine. He hits like 430-plus foot home runs regularly. He um, had one earlier this year that was, if it wasn't 500, it was 490-something. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just gets a hold of the ball and it go, it takes off. Um, so yeah, that should be really fun. Um, you know, let let's go ahead. Yeah, let's let's make our pick and then we'll take a long shot. So I, obviously, I just said my long shot is Julio Rodriguez at plus one thousand. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take Schwarber. Um, it's it's too easy to take Pete Alonso. I mean, he's he's the clear favorite here. Um, in all likelihood, he will probably win, but I think Schwarber could do it. Yeah, he's he has been absolutely on fire lately. Yeah, absolutely. I I I think probably 
Pete Alonzo wins, he's probably going to be my favorite, which is not interesting. But it's just <laughs> uh, he's probably just going to hit a bunch of nukes. Um, it feels funny calling this guy a long shot, but it's got to be Acuna. I can't believe he's the seventh seed. Um, I guess just it's in terms of uh, home run count at the time of seeding a little bit too. But, like, it, yeah, that guy has so much pop. He's got one of, like, the prettiest swings I've seen in just a, a long time. And, um, yeah, you said it earlier. His last performance was not good, so he'll probably be motivated to put on a show. Absolutely. I know, yeah, I, I'll I know be, you would appreciate that. Yeah, I would love to see him have a, a little bit of a – you know, a, a little bit redemption of a, a redemption derby. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because, yeah, the, the first time I was so excited to see him, I was like, oh, this is going to mm-hmm. be fucking sick. And then he just he could not hit the ball over the fence. Um, so, yeah, I would love to see that. But, I, I, yeah, I just can't pick him, unfortunately, just due to his first-round matchup. Um, all right, so let's move along from baseball and talk a little NBA. Uh, we've still got the Kevin Durant sweepstakes going on. Yep. I have no idea where he's going to turn up or if he, yeah. wherever he turns up, like how long is he going to be there? Uh, Kyrie Irving is still very much up in the air. Um, but one of the one of the funny things that's kind of come out lately, um, this year they're doing summer league rings for the summer league champion. Everyone gets a ring now. <laughs> everyone's a goat and i was fully expecting when i looked at uh, when i looked it up i was expecting to see that they, they look like class rings it's basically. like a parody yeah. yeah no they they look, look pretty like sick a patriot super bowl ring i mean they look pretty <laughs> sick i don't know who would actually wear that like that's probably one that you you get and you put it on the shelf and let it collect dust yeah because a lot of those dudes are never gonna play meaningful yeah. minutes in the nba so i guess you know what actually that is pretty cool just like <laughs> give like holy shit you got a, a ring in there like yeah you don't have to really elaborate and be like it was a, a an eight game summer league <laughs> tournament with a bunch of dudes who didn't who were undrafted but whatever um cool i don't uh, care have you, have you been watching any of the summer league uh, very very little in all honesty yeah i've, I, ca- I've I kept haven't... I haven't watched any of the games, yeah. but I've just been seeing highlights from from some of the different, mostly uh, me too. Yeah. Some some of the different guys that have, have done well, and one of the most shocking ones for me was actually J.D. Davison went off the other day. Yeah, he had like twenty eight points. He was like four of four from three. Mm-hmm. Um, he had like ten assists and like six rebounds. Yeah, and that was a guy that was just. A serial underachiever at Alabama. Well, he was very inconsistent. There were moments where we all knew he had the talent to take over an SEC game, and there were like moments where he did. Uh, but yeah, that's good for him because uh, obviously the question around him was his consistency in production. There's zero question around his athletic ability. Um, the guy had just some of the nastiest dunks I've ever seen. Uh, obviously, it, lots improved in the shooting, overall passing, like just guard play in general. Um, but yeah, that's awesome that he's been doing well. He's a great passer, but he just also just does boneheaded. He'll force shit. some passes occasionally and make dumb ones. And he was an 18 year old, you know, playing right. in a SEC schedule last year. So there's going to be some growing pains. If he came back to Alabama this year, I'm sure we'd see huge improvement. Um, but yeah, that's awesome for him. I hope he does well. We've already seen Chet Holmgren start to struggle with the uh, the size of the NBA a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's had a few good games, um, dominant games actually, but he's also been bullied a little bit in the paint. So yeah, uh, you know, I was kind of hoping that when when uh, summer league rolled around that he might have put on a little bit of weight. I don't know how much weight he can put on is well, the only yeah, thing. That's, that's the thing. I'm sure he's been he's, trying for years. You're not going to turn him into Dwight Howard. Um, but he's not going to play like four out, one in, where he's the only big on the court. You know, you got to have a, another big 
uh, out there with him. But, um, yeah, he's not going to be, you know, the only big out there at a time. He's not going to get down there and bang. What you drafted him for is his scoring potential and the fact that he is seven whatever and can play like a two guard. And that's what the NBA has become and, now. And he's probably going to average four blocks a game. Yeah, because he, he is a good defender around the rim. Obviously, yeah, he's not a, a huge, strong guy. Going to be ripping down a million rebounds. But I think if he can, uh, you know, play good help defense, put on a little weight and kind of, you know, grow into his man body, um, he'll be fine. I think uh, he's just – I was so – I wanted to be so skeptical on him, like pretty much since he signed uh, with Gonzaga. And then, like, the more you watch him, he's just, like, really fucking good. <laughs> and, like, yeah. He, if It'd be so hard not to pick him, you know, if you've got that number number one, number two, number three pick. Like, you got to draft uh, just purely on potential there. And something, something kind of funny that happened with the summer league is Paolo Bancaro, he played like his first few games, looked really great, and then he was just like, I'm good. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to let the other guys get some run time. Yeah. It's kind of a funny thing to me because you have never played NBA basketball. Like, you'd think that you want to get as many reps as you can. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, nah, I'm good. And he's like, ah, I'll be all right. Um, I saw that Draymond was waxing poetic about him the other day. He was saying, oh, like, I didn't. he's a fucking dog. Oh, Paolo, yeah. Yeah, he's like he's he's going to be really good. That like that team might be going places because of him. He is he is really really good. Um and there were times at Duke where he would just like just he it looked like high school film where he rips down a rebound, goes coast to coast and just scores at will. Like didn't do that all the time and again, he was a true freshman as well. I was talking about another super young dude, but He's already huge. Like he's yeah, like he's he, got we're an not, NBA body. Yeah, well, like, uh, he's the opposite end of the spectrum. Is Chet? Like he is filled he's got out. A sweet vibe. He looks yeah. <laughs> like that dude is is massive, and um, he's got such good ball skill uh, for a big. I, I, I don't even know quite how tall he is. He's not. He's I want to say he's like six, six nine, seven, six, six eight. eight. Okay, yeah, he's he, maybe even taller. I don't know. But um, yeah, I think shows he, what we know. He's got really good scoring ability already uh, but that is funny that he was like you know what i had enough of this i get it i think we're good here so we don't want to talk too much longer about the nba summer league because honestly who really cares but uh just had some observations uh, uh obviously and the rings were kind of the big one for me i don't know why that was introduced but hey get a little bling in your closet why not um i'm gonna crack into my second beer here because it is saturday that'll make it find down the line when you start talking rings and legacies and like start throwing in summer league rings you're like <laughs> like wait a minute what like that go did, through their list that of dude got a ring I'm like yeah they won the fucking 2022 <laughs> summer league do you not were you not watching we'll see if that actually you comes casual? back next year because it's been absolutely blasted on social media the, the casuals are going to get exposed when they don't know about summer league rings so moving right along we've got the open championship that's taking place right now um I love the Open Championship. It's always a really fun tournament to watch, but you just get to see so little of it. Yeah. Because I'm not the type to wake up at 6 in the morning to watch guys play. No, no chance. I just woke up, you know, a bunch of alerts. Roy McIlroy, chip in. from the, I'm like, that's that's fantastic. I'm not going to yeah. wake up early and no. watch. No way. He did have a sick play out of the yeah, Sanford Eagle. Yeah, I saw the replay. Um, but that course has been playing crazy. I mean, the fairways are so fast. You see guys hit, hit it, and it just goes Concrete, forever. yeah. And, and it's funny they've got all these undulations on the on the fairway and, and different fairway bunkers. I love how they name the bunkers. It's like you want to stay out of the named bunkers. Yeah, sir. Uh, they have a name for a reason. Yeah, but you'll watch a guy hit a bomb of a drive like 340, 
and it's rolling down the fairway and it hits a hill and then rolls backwards about 10 yards. <laughs> it's like the craziest shit. So Elevation changes nuts. Yeah, it's been really cool to see. McElroy and Hovland are currently tied for the lead heading into Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be really fun to watch. They're both at plus – or uh, I'm sorry, minus 15. And then uh, we've got uh, – the rest of the field is, is a little bit behind them. Uh, I think third place is sitting at uh, – it's Cam Smith. He's sitting at minus 12. So they've created a little bit of distance from the rest of the field. Cam Smith played an incredible round yesterday. He finished it like – either eight or nine under mm-hmm. um and then he shot plus one today so um a little bit of a disappointing day for him but uh, we should have a lot of drama a lot of fun uh, on sunday and those you know what i love about the open championship is whenever it's wrapping up unlike other championships or uh, other majors where it's finishing up at like four or five o'clock and then like your sunday's pretty much gone mm-hmm. It'll be over around one o'clock, yeah, like noon. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got the rest <laughs> of your, your whole Sunday. Day. Have, yeah, watch uh, watch the final round over lunch and call it a day. Yeah, um, I saw, I see here. I I didn't see this in the news. I didn't notice until you put it down. But apparently, uh, our favorite tour, the Live Tour, has a competitor here. A little competing offer from a from an adult site. I'm ashamed to say I am not familiar with. You're not. You've never heard of Strip Chat? No, sadly. So. From what I understand, not that I've heard a lot about it either. Uh, from what I understand, strip chat is, it's like a cam, like a like a ah, webcam model type sure. of website. Um, but why we're talking about that? Um, so apparently they're they are big PGA Tour fans over at Strip Chat, and they have decided we want to hold on to these golfers as long as we can. Uh, so what they're doing is they're offering free VIP memberships to any guys that turn down uh, the Live Tour that have, that have offers. That just just remain in the P- on the PGA. Well, I think guys that are like considering it or like they get offers and they're like, no, I'm going to stick with the PGA Tour. They're like, here you go. But cam girls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a VIP membership gets you. Um, I'm going to say this: uh, if you are on the borderline about taking like a 200 million dollar guaranteed check mm-hmm. um i don't know how much free vip access to strip chat yeah. is, is, is gonna do for some, you some boobs on a laptop screen i'm does sure that, they does see that sway you you know i i think if you make that much money you're probably not struggling to see some titties yeah so um I, it worked the shot though i will i will say this um, if nothing else, great marketing play by Strip. Oh, absolutely! I, I mean, I'm sure that's exactly what they're going. It worked for. for me and you. We had never heard of it. Now we are VIP subscribers. Uh, <laughs> I I did just recently turn down the, the live, live tour. Yeah. tour so I, I got a letter in the mail. They sent snail mail. So uh, yeah, I mean, do what you got to do to save your tour. I I'm not. I'm personally not contributing much to to convincing these guys to stay. So um, I I really respect the hustle. Um, yeah, and it is a great, it's a great marketing play. Absolutely, we, out there. we may see them on the shoulder of an NBA jersey or <laughs> on a, the ba- the boards of an NHL game. Like they, they could become you know the next GoDaddy or whatever. Spe- just everywhere we see it. Speaking of, uh, of like patches on jerseys and, and whatnot, um, when I was watching the Open uh, earlier today, I noticed that Cameron Young, he has an MLB logo. On, on, on his shirt 
I didn't know that the MLB was sponsoring golfers. It's a weird crossover. What kind of shirt was it? I mean, so he like what he's he's obviously rocking a pullover because yeah. it's, it's a little chilly out there, and he's got all of his sponsorships like on his chest and on his but sleeve. It's like and an whatever. MLB, and he just had like a giant MLB logo on his left sleeve. He's wearing an umpire's pullover. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So I, I've got questions about that. I don't know how that sponsorship works out, but th- that's just so fucking in, uh, MLB though. Like they can't they can't market their players or, or you know they can't like get notoriety for their own people. So they're going to professional golfers. Well, they're also so weird shit. So fucking weird and protective about their licensing. Nobody can. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna be able to watch Cam Young's golf shots that's what on I was Twitter say. now. That we're gonna have to pay. We're gonna have to pay extra. <laughs> watch him on Bally. Just, yeah, if you, if you tweet a uh, if you tweet a video of Cam Young making a great approach onto the 18th, it will be green, down within hours. Your yeah. your account's going to be shut down. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I found that a little weird. Um, but let's talk about more weird shit. We we kind of had a fun segue there between sports and and weird news. Um, so let's jump into some more fun stuff. Sure. Um, we have Oklahoma man back in the news. Uh, Oklahoma man is starting to compete with Florida man for who can get the craziest headlines lately. Um, so this is one that I came across the other day, and it was quite spectacular. Oklahoma man allegedly killed friend while fishing. They're they're out on a fishing trip mm-hmm. uh, because he thought his friend was going to feed him to Bigfoot. Yeah, when you I mean you got to go with your gut. So um, let's not judge the man yet, and let's get into the article a bit. His name is Larry Doyle Sanders. Uh, he was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. Um, he allegedly killed his friend over the weekend because he thought that the victim had summoned Bigfoot to kill him while they were fishing, according to the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation and local media reports. He had gone noodling. Okay, so they weren't, f- they weren't like, fishing, fishing. They were, they were doing crazy people fishing, where you're sticking your arm in a, in a hole and trying to grab a 30-pound catfish out of there. By its mouth. You know, just yank it out. Now, Larry Doyle, he, that's a, first of all, great name, and just from the man's picture, I can tell he's salt of the earth. Um, so, whatever this other nef- gentleman, whatever nefarious shit he was up to, um, I, I'm with Larry on this one so far. Yeah, I mean, you, you gotta protect yourself at all costs. I mean, you're already... You're already doing one of the most dangerous sports um, in America. I, I want to say noodling kills s- like a crazy number of people per year. They what they'll do is they'll stick their arm in that hole, and the, and the catfish will take hold, and they can't get it out, and they get they get drowned. They get stuck underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Very fucking weird activity. Um, and I, I mean that is a pretty good ruse to keep you distracted from being fed to Bigfoot. That's, like, that's true. Probably, if I was trying to kill you, that's probably what I would do. I give give you some very difficult task to focus on, well, and, and so what, you don't even think about what's going to happen. What's a what's a better way to attract a bigfoot than pulling a thirty pound huge catfish, catfish out, yeah. out of the water? Yeah, he's I mean, he clearly did, eats larger portions than we do. That's a, a perfect treat to tempt old boy out of the woods. I did not know bigfoot were uh, in Oklahoma. I will be honest. Um, they're everywhere. I think you man. and I would know very well that they're in Minnesota. Yeah, uh, and it, it can be seen on YouTube, but. Um, no clue they were just right up the road in Oklahoma. Yeah, there's there's tens of thousands of them around the United States, um, according mm-hmm. according to All Gas No Bricks, the, the, the weird fucking guy on there. Um, it's just so crazy to me that you still have all of these believers out there. It's like the Loch Ness Monster. It's like, don't you think that if, if this thing existed, like 
we'd have some pretty solid evidence to this point, like at this point. Right. I mean, like ghosts. Yeah, we. Well, I, I've seen some pretty convincing <laughs> shit on ghosts. I'm just Don't kidding. I'm just trying to stir the pot. I know. Don't get me started. That's, that one's gonna piss Dude, Callie I, off. This guy killed his buddy, by the way, with a stick. And he just with a stick. He just got, they went to the ground and he punched and kicked him and then hit him with a stick. I, I was expecting to. I kept scrolling to find like he shot him or stabbed him. No, he just he he killed him out there with a stick. Good lord, dude, that's a brutal way to go. Yeah, just getting beat to death with a with a tree limb. Um, he he remains in the Pont Pontiac County Jail. So, um, I don't know what his bond is set at. I don't think that based on his picture or the story, uh, he's he's gonna be uh, wealthy enough to post that bond. But uh, we may have started to go fund me for old, old <laughs> Larry Doyle. There might already be one out there. Um. Here's another one that I came across, and this one, uh, so I, I typically like to go to Reddit to find some of these news articles. This one made me smile. And uh, the the headline that I saw here, the medical reason you might have to put sugar on your butthole. Um, yeah, you, you post something like that, I'm going to click on it. Yeah. Um, so Enlighten everyone as to what that's called, by the way. Uh, oh, God, what, what is it again? Um, well, one of them... And you and I love a good nickname, good euphemism for a bunhole. Uh, they refer to it as a sour patch kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, that's right. They, there's another one they call it too. Uh, but yeah, just outstanding. Um, so the, the cause, however, not so, not so. No, cute. it's it's yeah. not great. So what we're talking about here, why you might need to sugar your butthole, and I hope to God nobody out there that's listening to this ever has to put sugar on the rim of their butthole. Uh, Little, little sweet hole action. Um, the reason that they do that is for prolapsed anuses. Mm. Howie um, Mandel has had sugar so in or around his butthole. Re- reading about this a little bit further, um, from from what it sounds like, it's a lot like putting salt on a slug, uh, where it kind of drains all the moisture from it. So if you take regular like just table sugar, just stuff that you put in your cookie mix. Um, Apparently, you, you rim your prolapsed anus with that, and it will draw it down and... Um, Slurps it right back up there. The the quote that really just, like, kind of made my, my spine tingle a little bit, mm-hmm. lady goes, uh, so, yeah, a lot of times you put the sugar on there, and it'll just pop back in, or you just give it a little push. Oh, it just needs a little push. I see that now. Mm. And apparently doctors, like, find that, like... When they come across this, uh, apparently it's like a funny thing for them, and it's like, oh, we got to do a sour patch, kid. Um, yeah, <laughs> dude, sugaring I, the rim. They also call it yeah, I mean, sugaring the rim. <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> that's got to be the most fun thing, uh, like in an emergency room or. I would say office. that's really fucking gross, but like doctors have to deal with some really gross shit. So I'm sure something like that, they can probably get a good laugh out of it. Take um, the old sugar. Still to this day, even with all the time I've spent on the internet, I've never seen a prolapsed butthole, and I just don't plan on it. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Have you seen it? Not intentionally, but yeah. (laughs) I I didn't seek it out, but yeah, I'm sad to report I have. Um, Not delightful. I can't believe, and the fact that sugar is the cure, it just makes it so much funnier. Does Um, the term pink sock, like, make sense when you see it? Yeah, and that's, like, a really kind way to put it um Jesus. yeah it's it, it's brutal um and i, I made the howie <laughs> howie, howie mandel reference earlier um 
I'm not on the TikTok. Yeah, I didn't know where you were going with that. I've mentioned uh, many times I'm not on TikTok, um, and neither is Howie Mandel anymore because apparently he created an account. Callie told me this, and I saw it kind of take off on Twitter. He, um, I'm not sure if his account was already existing. I want to say he made the account, and this was his first TikTok. And by the way, like I've seen him on Deal or No Deal. I've seen some of his comedy. He's not an especially like dirty comic, you know. But his one post was of a prolapsed anus. And what the fuck? Yeah, again, I don't know if it was if who's who was it, he like an anonymous TikTok account that they no, found I out th- was how he no, I believe it was under his name. Um, and I'll do. I don't know. I'm not gonna do any. I'm not gonna dig on. that one up. No, but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just from his own account and that was his lone video and it was obviously taken down promptly tiktok doesn't even let you say like drugs or sex um so sure certainly not gonna allow that but um yeah the internet was uh, ablaze over that one dude what the fuck is howie mandel what a what a move doesn't he like i don't think deal or no deal is still going on but i think i saw him on another game show no recently. and that's a wild thing for him to post too because he's a well-known germaphobe I mean, oh, he's, really? oh, yeah, huge. Like, uh, like <laughs> yeah, just post, somebody's lo- just spilling out bunghole. <laughs> just crazy. Yeah, uh, so if he stays on TikTok, I'm going to have to make sure and uh, avoid that. Um, let's move on to another topic. So we've got, um, and in, in, the, in the news uh, lately, there's been a lot of stuff going on with airlines. Um, yeah. Apparently not a great time to fly. And I'm really just crossing my fingers, my toes, my eyes, everything that that we're able to make it to Charleston and back without any terrible delays. But uh, there's a, a mother, um, I, b- I believe she's from Georgia, is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, so she put her daughter on a flight, her 12-year-old daughter, put her on a flight to go visit her, uh, her father. Mm-hmm. And she had paid the $150 for... Uh, American Airlines to basically take care of her daughter, make sure that she gets on the plane. Chaperone service yes. is what it's called. Yeah, make sure she gets on the plane. She she deboards. She gets to where she needs to go. Um, you know that's not a that's not a small fee. Uh, so you you'd kind of expect for them to, to pull through with that. Well, um, I'm sad to say it did not. It did not go the way that she would like it to. Her daughter was chaperoned onto the plane, but when it was time to deboard in Miami. Uh, Basically, what happened was her daughter stands up, uh, and the flight attendants were like, "Okay, bye," and she leaves the plane and gets lost in the airport. They have no idea. They where didn't she take is. her to the next gate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there are a few wrinkles to this story, and this is where it gets really interesting. So, first of all, obviously, you pay 150 bucks. Like, take care of my fucking kid. Yeah. Second of all, what she pointed out, and it's a very salient point: Miami is like the number one. Like that airport, probably in particular, is like the number one human trafficking destination, like in the world. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, probably. Like other than maybe somewhere in Colombia. Yeah, where where that shit happens a lot. But yeah, man, like you just got a twelve-year-old, and apparently she's walking around with a sign that says like "unattended minor" or something like that. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. Louise. Yeah. So luckily. Her daughter was able to FaceTime her dad, who was able to kidnap me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Her dad was able to FaceTime her and like help her get to where she needed to be to get on her connecting flight. But yeah, she got a call from someone at American Airlines, and they were like, "Hey, 
We lost your daughter. He said, yeah, it was the American Airlines manager at Miami, and he says, your child is missing. We've shut down the terminal. We don't know where she is. Awesome. What the Fan- fuck? Fantastic. Way to go, American. You shut down the <laughs> terminal? Quote, it was like, how did you lose my child? You know, how do you lose an unaccompanied minor, she added. It's like, yeah, no shit. And, and apparently it goes beyond that. Like, none of, none of the workers in this airport, none of the American Airlines people, none of the just airport employees thought anything of this 12-year-old just walking around with her own luggage next to zero adults that, that appear to be with her. Um, so, you know, um, I, I've, I've mentioned before, like, raising a kid these days sounds, like, really fucking stressful yeah. with everything that's out there. Um, yeah, let's just go ahead and add this to the list of things that you need to worry about moving forward. Um, so if you're if you're flying your kid out somewhere unaccompanied, probably go with Delta. Not American, whatever. You yeah. Uh, so American Airlines tried to make things right. They offered they offered the mother three free flights. Yes. There you go. Just some flight vouchers, uh, and she was like, "Yeah, I, I don't intend to take them up on that offer. I'm not going to be flying American anymore. Yeah, travel with your family. Bring the kids." Here's the thing, though, is when you, you know. I've heard people before say, I'm never flying this airline again. You got to realize you're crossing destinations off your list. Yeah. Like, that's that's the shitty thing about this. That's the reason these airlines are so shitty right now is they don't have to be good. There's no competition, yeah. Right. I mean, they're competing with three other airlines, basically, and Think they about have different routes. Yeah. And if you, in a lot of cases, if you want to get from point A to point B – you're either flying that airline or you're taking several connecting flights and extending your trip by several hours. Yeah. It's imagine imagine like what it would take to start an airline from scratch, you know, if you were like trying right. to get in the commercial airline game. Yeah, Think good about luck. That. It's by hundreds of jets, you know. Yeah. And like <laughs> it's a, it's an absurd thing. It's a thing. bit of an undertaking. Like yeah, these companies have been around like for I don't know what the, you know, n- newest one is as far as the popular commercial liners, but yeah, we don't have much of a choice. No. And oftentimes like, you know, most people you just buy like the cheapest flight or Whatever lines up with your, you know, that's not first thing in the morning or late at night and, like, whatever, this looks good. Or what gets you to where you need to go. go. Yeah, on the day you need to be there. That's the thing that always cracks me up when I see people, like, bitching about airlines. It's like, you have a valid point. Like, they fucked up. Yeah. And most of the time, they didn't make it right. Uh, But, like, oh, I'm I'm never flying American again. I I refuse to fly Southwest anymore. All right, well, there's quite a few... Trips that you can't take. Well, anymore. we live in Dallas, and so almost yeah. like every departing flight is Southwest or American. Correct. Right? So yeah, good, good luck. luck. We'll see where Frontier's taking you today. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't have many other options. Parachute out of the plane <laughs> yeah. to your destination. Yeah, I hope you know a private pilot. Yeah, um, yeah. Unless you're able to fly pi- like fly private, you are. You're gonna get on that airline again. Let's yeah, be serious. You'll be, you'll be you'll be looking at that so, blue and red bird again. So I would say this: uh, don't take that hardline stance so quickly. If they offer you three free flights, not you know Hold not them, not yeah. the best way to 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 rectify the situation. But that is three free flights. Yeah, is that round trip though? Oh, or, I'd I'd certainly strong arm them. I would I would hope so. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> Three is an awkward number. Imagine that. Imagine they're not. You're coming back. You're coming back, and you get charged. I was, <laughs> I was able to. Like you lost my. I took kid. a round trip, and then I flew out to my destination and found out I needed to pay for the trip. I didn't back. have a ticket back. <laughs> yeah. 
you lost my kids. Like, well, we got you. We got you one way. I mean, let's not ask for. We'll give you some let's pretzels. Not ask for too much here. Yeah. You get a free coke. Yeah. What What else do you want? We put yeah put you up in the in the embassy suites. So yeah, that is a supremely distressing situation. I can only imagine the panic, especially <sighs> if if you are smart enough like this woman to realize, oh, Miami, probably the worst place that could happen. Yeah, I'm surprised some poor uh, employee of an airline didn't get murdered by this lady um, when they had to break the news and explain Oh, I know she, she, was ready to, she was ready to throw hands. She put on her best Karen hat and went to town on them. I, I, I hope it didn't take too much convincing to get those free flights. Yeah. Um, the last story we have here is certainly one that I saw. Yeah, this um, one has been making the rounds. You've probably and it happened right one. here. It was a, it was a Dallas woman, wasn't it? Was, it was. Yeah. yeah, I think it happened in Plano. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm again. I, I'm pretty sure everyone's probably heard about this to this point, and it kind of goes in line with the whole Roe v. Wade thing that's been dominating headlines, as it probably should. Um, you know, a lot of people are unhappy about that. Um, we won't get into, you know, our beliefs on things. We're going to keep this uh, a non-political podcast. But, um, again, you probably heard about it, but there was a pregnant woman who was driving in the HOV lane, uh, probably on the, I, I don't know, is there one on 75? It might have been 35 or something like that. Neither here nor there. Um, 75. So she got pulled over in the HOV lane. Um, they've been starting to crack down on that a bit lately. I've seen mm-hmm. that they've started putting up some traps and getting a lot of people who are taking the HOV lane with a, a single-person occupied vehicle. Mm-hmm. Well, she got pulled over because she was the only person. Uh, she was clearly the driver. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> they pulled her over, and she said, oh, no, no, no. I'm pregnant. Oh, contraire. There is another person on board this Baby vehicle. Baby on board. To which... If Roe v. Wade didn't just happen, um, you know, that the overturning of Roe v. Wade, I should say, and, and Texas immediately enacting the trigger laws, you'd say, okay, I respect that. It wouldn't have made the news. It no. just would have made probably. I, I respect yeah. the fact that you tried to go that route with it. Like, it's a good that, try. That's yeah. good on you. Yeah. She makes a very valid point, though. She really put the heat on and was like, fucking pick. You can't have it both ways. You can't. Like, Texas legislators. Pick is, a fucking is this, side. Is this yeah. a fucking human? Or, or is it not? Or, or is yeah. it not? Yeah. And they're going to be like, well, it's not in the passenger seat. Be like, well, that doesn't. I don't know how clearly the HOV law is written. Right. But, like, if you're going to say that an unborn baby is indeed a separate life form, then, like, this lady kind of got you. you yeah, she's got two kind of humans rip- on yeah. board. High occupancy. Yeah, that's that's how it works. That's all you need is just one more person, and I'd, you are in a in a high occupancy vehicle. I'd love to get in front of like some of these lawmakers and uh, you know just people who would argue in in favor of of that, and just be like, "Well, fucking talk your way out of this one." Like, <laughs> yeah. like please explain to me like how how you can have it both ways. You know, some of these legislators were sitting were sitting there. They saw this headline. They were like, "Fuck." Fuck. They got us. We didn't even consider this. Yeah. This slipped right through the cracks. God damn Didn't it. realize we'd be losing out on people's money. And it happened. We can't pull them over and char- like, it, give it them was, tickets for this anymore. It was so quickly after Roe v. Wade was overturned as well. It was mm-hmm. like it was like three days later. Yeah. And it's like, all right, fucking defend yourself now. You. So I haven't seen any updates. I don't know how this is going to go. Me I would either. imagine it's going to see its, its day in court unless they're just like, okay, we've made a lot of headlines with this we should probably just let her go like throw some money at her yeah 
Um, but yeah, that that's so fucking funny. And like, honestly, just genius move on oh, her so part. Oh, so smart. Yeah. Like, I want to meet this woman. I want to shake her the, hand. Of of all the, of all the hypocrisy, and and again, we won't. Whatever, fuck it. Of all the hypocrisy of like conservatives and, and the Republican Party, um, and there certainly is on the other side too. But um, it, this is like such a tangible, great example of of just like, all right, damn it, like ex- explain, explain, <laughs> explain your viewpoint <laughs> yeah. of like how like you're you're forcing me to comply with very contradictory laws. Yeah, you know? it's like this child that's in me. I now have to have it. Like whatever. I don't know how pregnant she was. It probably says in whatever. She's has to have this child uh, regardless of personal choice or medical situation down the road that child's going to be born um and is considered a person um yet she's still going to be you know get a pretty fat you know ticket for whatever the the fine is there riding solo in the hov line yeah so i i i've got to see some updates i've got to follow this closer and i really want to see how it shakes out because if she still has to pay that ticket damn it i'm picketing (laughs) <laughs> that's me a, too that, i mean that is just such this a is like the most gotcha. brilliant the most brilliant troll like it's not even really trolling she's got a, a great point she, she has a yeah. great point um awesome yeah I'm, I'm on that lady's side for sure shout out brandy all right so that pretty much covers our our news articles for today uh we'll have a fresh batch for next episode but let's get into it let's get to our favorite segment today i fucked up um I saw this one earlier today, and it made me smile. It's a really good one. Uh, today I fucked up by getting my grandpa into video games. So uh, here, here's the first part that cracked me up. Um, I, I, male 18, recently built my only living grandfather, male 80. Thank you for clarifying that he, your grandfather is a male. And, yeah, and old. Uh, even, even given the... You know all the legwork that's been done lately with the trans movement and all of that kind of stuff. I appreciate um, the your grandfather the is definitely a male. Yeah. So uh, thank you for that. Um, I recently built my only living grandfather a low spec gaming computer to forestall his light dementia. Uh, when I got a frantic call from my grandmother screaming that he had spent over five hundred dollars on a combination of Blue Stacks emulator, Thunder Game, and Cowboy Western. I'm currently in shock on how one could spend $500 on Clash of Clans, Gems, and Golden <laughs> Eagles when I never even mentioned those games and only installed Red Dead and some casual card games on it. So, so Grandpa is just like, oh, this is sick. Let's go. He's, like, he's, he's taken his liberties himself and been like, you know what, damn it. I, I'm trying to dive fully down this rabbit hole before, <laughs> yeah. before the brain's gone. He must have spent at least an hour opening Loot Crates and War Thunder and another 45 minutes opening in some Call of Duty game before he got banned from World of Warcraft for some odd reason, he says. Um, he'll be going back to the casino to, in, in quotes, get his money back and just stormed off. So he was like, fuck this. Like, I, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm going to go win it back at the casino. Love this guy. Um, Grandpa's got the right attitude. So that was the end of it, but we've got a clarification. So clarification one, I, I set his Google to safe search so that he wouldn't spend money on phone girls like he used to back in the day. Hell yeah, Gramps. <laughs> Update two, just remote access his computer and changed all mentions of his card and browsers to an empty Visa prepaid card. Uh, clarification two, banned from World of Warcraft for harassing Chinese account farms. Oh, <laughs> oh Gramps. 
Uh, clarification three. He's a product of his time. I did ease him in with the puzzle games and sports games, but this was months after the fact that he became a cold-blooded gamer. Final update. This was apparently all made up by my uncle while drunk during a prank call. I'm sorry. Was genuinely worried because this was all in character for him. Final clarification. The prank call was from Grandpa. So... What? All right. When I added this, those final updates were not there. Oh, this is a, this is a very recent post. Yeah, yeah, this was 23 hours ago. Is the ago. grandpa just posting? So, so is now, he the... now I'm confused. Now I'm confused. This was apparently all made up by my uncle while drunk during a prank call. I think this whole thing was just posted by the grandpa. But then, trying to show how badass he is. But then the final clarification, the prank call was from grandpa. Yeah, I don't get that. Who's pranking who here? My mind is is in a tizzy here. I don't know what's going on. I think I, on. this gave me dementia. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know what the hell is happening. Oh, man. Uh, well, that fucking sucks. I wanted that to be real. Yeah, dude, me too. Yeah, and uh, there's got to be some old. It's like finding out Santa's not real. There's got to be some old dudes out there that are that are actually like that. Um, yeah. But just... that, yeah, what, who pranked who? I'm going to lose sleep tonight. The prank call was from Grandpa, but it was made up by his uncle, who was drunk, during a prank call. But the prank call was from Grandpa. Incredibly poor clarification. This guy's uh, 18 years old. He's, he's got some things to learn about explaining the situation. Yeah, clearly, still very gullible. Uh, I do, I do happening? love the idea uh, of the the picture he painted of his grandpa, though. Um, Dude, that is such a throws like, throws. Was it five hundred or five thousand dollars? Five hundred. Okay. I'll, regardless, a lot of money to spend on uh, video games. Um, what are the in-app purchases, like in-game purchases or whatever? Um, yeah, I just wish. I'd hope there is an old dude like that that's just like you know he's realizes you know time is short. He's got money put away. Like his body's old. He can't get out and do much. Just fucking just do that. Just just troll a bunch of nerds. Yeah. Um, fucking playing World of Warcraft or whatever. Um, and then if you fuck up, go win it back at the casino if you spent too much money on the game. <laughs> yeah. Like that, That's awesome. Go I to the craps love that table. mindset. Yeah. Well, you know, Texas Hold'em, whatever you got to do. I hope, I hope that the slot machine I hope craps. we are those old men playing whatever game system our grandkids are playing by then. Um, I can assure you that no matter how old I am, I'm, I'm going to be doing something video game related. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's it's funny. It's it's actually come up a couple times. So like we both play MLB the Show. We know it's a, a supremely uh, a, a a supremely frustrating game at times. Oh yeah. Especially when you're playing your career and you can just no longer hit the baseball. Um, but there was you know I was I was playing in the postseason recently. It's the first time I made the postseason in like four years, four seasons with this with this fellow I've got, and um, started getting upset. Because I couldn't hit, and my team kept blowing leads, and we were about to get swept in the divisional round, and so I'm like, I'm just getting mad. I'm like, damn it! And Mary's like, what? I'm like, my fucking team, like they suck. I can't hit. Like it's all just falling apart. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I was like, on MLB the Show, like my team cannot hit, cannot pitch. I cannot you know, hit. I'm fucking two through five hitters haven't done shit and she, in a month and a half. Mary, what are you talking about? What are you, yeah. what are you sleeping all and, day? And she goes, it's a video game. Grow up. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Do not throw the grow up at me. 
that that made me so mad that you I started tell, Googling shit. You tell Grandpa that. Right. Tell, I mean, Grandpa's 80 years old. Um, but no, so I, I started doing some Googling. Uh, apparently, the median gaming age is like 33 years old. So yeah. I'm, I'm actually pretty young in the gaming community, actually. Yeah, dude. Uh, I probably shouldn't even be playing yet. I'm three years before my prime, damn it. Yeah. These are form- <laughs> these are my formative years of gaming. It is funny, though, because, like, our parents uh, didn't really play much, you know. Um, at least mine never. Yeah, they didn't have anything to play. Pong? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then when, we were, when we were kids, they weren't really into it because, you know, that was it's something that happened after their childhood. Right. But you and I, like, people older than us were kids when – like game Super systems Nintendo got, came and in 64 PlayStation and like yeah that was in their t- teenage years or young whatever and so those people are now like you know up to 50 years old like and so yeah. like yeah it's the older uh, I guess the further we go on the older and older like gamers are going to be cuz right. it happened in their lifetime so like I don't know which I don't know which lane she was going like you play too many video games grow up or if it was like Grow up, stop getting upset at video games. You think, cannot play video games and not get upset. I know, oh, it's impossible. I certainly like, can't. The, fu- the funniest part about playing video games, you get, like, the the joy to anger ratio is probably, like, 20%, 80%. Oh, at least. Yeah, like, at least. you live for those rare moments where everything falls into line and, like, everything's going well and you're like, fuck yeah, like, let's go. Because it is so rare. Because you're yeah. going through 80% of the time, you're like, damn it, damn it. Damn it! Fuck. There, there's <laughs> been uh, there's been a million iterations of this thought or this tweet, but it's so true now that you and I are are grown and and boring and old. Um, but it's like <laughs> it's like I can't play Call of Duty anymore because I just want to come home and fucking relax and have fun for a couple hours, and I get killed by these goddamn like thirteen year olds yeah. or people that play the game all day. I've sworn like, off for first person shooters entirely. I don't play them anymore. Yeah, like this isn't even fun. I, I play I play sports games because that twenty eighty percent is actually closer to thirty seventy because I'm actually good at sports games. That's it. Like yeah. I, that and Grand Theft Auto is pretty much it. Yeah, it's so true though, and, and like I played a good bit of Warzone with friends during the pandemic because there wasn't shit to do, and it was nice to connect with people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was just, you know, my last time I really spent a lot of time playing Call of Duty. I was probably in eighth grade. I couldn't even drive yet. So like, yeah, I right. mean, that was sports and video games, and, and now it's like these these kids are. There's just, only so many times you can get spawn killed before you start these, getting real these mad. These kids are kicking my ass. Like yeah. I can't even. I can't even. Make it thirty seconds without dying. Right. And uh, but yeah, it's funny because those kids are gonna be old one day, and you know, still gonna be playing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when Fortnite came out and everyone started playing that, and yeah. I downloaded it. I was like, okay, it's not first person; it's yeah. a third person yeah. shooter. Grand Theft Auto is third person. Like, how hard could it be, dude? I played probably like eight or nine different matches uh, with people with like friends. Before I finally said, absolutely the fuck not, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. I had one kill. One. In in those, like, eight or nine matches. It was absolutely brutal. I would get killed within the first two minutes of every game. And then you just have to spectate from there. I don't, yeah, does anyone suck anymore? I feel like every kid is just amazing at video games now. Well, the um, one the ones that suck get cyberbullied out of it. I guess, yeah. Real quickly. And, yeah. You know. We won't talk about what they do what after the, that. Yeah, they stop <laughs> playing the game. Uh, uh, yeah, they start playing it in real life. Yeah. Uh, all right, that was a little dark. <laughs> all right, I think that's probably where we should end this. Uh, uh, and on that on that note, <laughs> we we will get out of here. Um, 
yeah, this was a fun Saturday session. I imagine at some point down the road we'll do this we'll again. We'll do it again. Good old weekend recording. Uh, but yeah, next time you hear, actually no, we're gonna try to get one. We, we might, we're, we're we might try to do one, one more, more recording. If not, the next time you hear from us, Nate will be uh, an indentured servant. Um, he'll be a married man. <laughs> so um, I have a ring on my finger. I'm gonna do the Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, thank you guys for sticking with us through uh, this wacky episode. We really appreciate it. And yeah, we will talk to y'all uh, either early this next week or shit in a couple weeks. Y'all be going.